Welcome to the Back Em Down Podcast. This is your host, Coach Johnson. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Game 5 from the Celtics Heat Series, as well as Game 5 from the Los Angeles Lakers Denver Nuggets Series. Let's get things started by talking about the first half of Game 5 between the Celtics and the Heat. Starting in the first quarter, the Heat's defense was very active and getting a lot of deflections. The Heat have made so many deflections in this series because they aren't overhelping on non-blow-by drives. And that's helped them cause turnovers, get out in transition where they do produce the best offense for themselves. Speaking of their offense, I love the constant movement from the Heat off of the drives, off of ball reversal, player movement, ball movement, has really confused the Celtics at times and allowed the Heat to get a lot of open opportunities to score. Early in this game, Duncan Robinson picked up where Tyler Hero stopped at the end of Game 4 as he got off to a great start scoring 12 points in this first quarter due to white-hot shooting to start the game. The Celtics were a crisp nine for one for nine to start the game, including one for eight from three. Too many jump shots to start this one, as they should have put more focus and pressure on the rim to see the ball go through the net and build confidence and build a rhythm and generate more open looks from the perimeter instead of just forcing the issue. One of the more interesting things that continued to be a vocal point for the Celtics in this game was the rotation as the Celtics went to their best five lineup of Walker, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Hayward early in this game, but they weren't able to make up a whole lot of ground as the Heat led 26-18 after one. Moving into the second quarter, it kind of just seemed like Gordon Hayward was not there in this game. It was just kind of a body out there on the floor, not making much of an impact. I was wanting to see the Celtics put in his canter into the game to try to generate some easy baskets and help their offense stay afloat. They just needed to throw it in the canter in the post for a few trips and see if he could get going on the offensive side of the ball. Miami was really able to gain an early advantage on the offensive glass to help them build a lead Five offensive rebounds for Miami already halfway through this halfway through the second quarter. That's a very big problem that continues to come about for Boston. Jalen Brown was doing a great job of keeping the Celtics in this game as well as Ennis Canner. One thing I love about Duncan Robinson is how he comes off of every cut squared up to the basket. He has no wasted movement, which is why his release is so fast. You lose sight of Robinson for a split second, and he'll make you pay. The Heat led 58-51 going into halftime. Ennis Kanter kept Boston in the game in the first half, even though they got outplayed on both ends, but they were right in this game. The Celtics were just needing to find a way to get some dribble drive and open up the drive and kick game, but Miami's defense had looked really good, and they were active on offense. Now let's talk about the second half. The Celtics were able to get into the bonus early in the third quarter, but Boston in previous games had done nothing to take advantage 
of this situation. It really became very difficult for Miami to even complete a pass in this quarter as the Celtics' defense intensity completely turned this game around. Boston's pressure on dribblers and passers had been really good in this third quarter. When Boston won Game 3, it was because of great ball pressure on the Miami ball handlers and passers. Nothing was easy, and they were able to cause a lot of deflections and turnovers and picked up points in transition. The same approach really helped them in this third quarter of Game 5. The only thing Boston is doing is pushing the ball up on every play so they don't have to play against a set defense from Miami, which is where they thrived most of this third quarter. Boston, everything Boston was doing offensively in this third quarter was happening quickly and with purpose. They were going into the right actions and generating a lot of good looks on every trip as the Celtics used this quarter to build a nine-point lead after being down by seven at half, so a 16-point swing in this third quarter. It was a superstar quarter from Jason Tatum that scored 16 points by himself in this third quarter as well as Boston was able to find the soft spots in Miami's zone. Moving into a big fourth quarter where either Boston was going to extend the series or Miami was going to close them out. Tyler Hero made some big shots early in this quarter and some of them were those nonsense shots that he has in his bag. And it's not a bad thing or a criticism, but just a sign of a natural score. The Heat were not going away. Boston was going to have to play all the way to the end. 13 rebounds for Daniel Tice in this game. He was excellent, especially in the second half. As I mentioned, the rotation early in the game, cutting down the rotation has been huge for Boston, especially in this Game 5. Even though if it was a tough decision to take Wanamaker out of the rotation, but this allows for Marcus Smart to play behind Kemba Walker with Gordon Hayward back. Gron Dragic was doing all he could in this quarter and was the only thing going for Miami as they were trying to end this series. Gron simply kept hitting big shot after big shot when Miami really needed them. Unfortunately, Bam Adebayo was not able to have nearly the same impact on this game as he has throughout the series. You have to thank his injury, which came about in Game 4, really bothered him in this Game 5. Celtics were able to pull ahead a little bit more down the stretch and win this game 121-108. to The Heat now lead the series 3-2. to The most important thing for Boston is that Jason Tatum, you know, upping his usage, improving as a passer, and maintaining solid efficiency against very good defenses in the playoffs has helped Boston in a lot of these pivotal games throughout the playoffs. I will be back shortly to wrap up the show after a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Now that we're back from the break, let's talk about the first half between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets in Game 5. A lot of transition scoring to start this game. The Lakers are looking to run at every chance they got. There's a lot of reasons why teams don't switch on to LeBron, especially when a smaller guard screens for him, as the Lakers did a lot in this Game 5, in pick-and-roll situations. Because LeBron goes right into a post-up, 
to either score or find a teammate once the Nuggets sent a double his way. You just have to try to pick your poison and minimize his effectiveness on the floor. Michael Porter Jr. threw it off the backboard to himself in an elimination game in the conference finals. And this was to get himself out of a bad position. But he chased after it, got the rebound, and put it back up. You could tell that it was a little bit personal with Kyle Kuzma. As good as Murray's been, Jokic has always been the key for Denver in this series. And when Jokic went out of the game early with the foul trouble, the Lakers really needed to take advantage of the lineup. But they were not able to as Michael Porter Jr. stepped up and did a really good job of picking up Denver in this situation and was able to score seven points in the quarter. But the Lakers had the lead 33-30 after one. Moving into the second quarter for Denver, it felt like this game was going to be trying to find a way to make the Lakers pay for taking away Jokic and Jamal Murray. And they were going to have to get creative on offense. It was a smart decision by the Lakers to start trapping Murray in this elimination game. They kept it in their back pocket and deployed it when it was needed the most. And it seemed like the Nuggets were never really prepared for it. It's a shame the Nuggets were not allowing Jamal Murray to isolate on Alex Caruso. Instead, they were bringing a screener to invite the double team and trap him on those ball screens. Now, you can criticize Denver all they want, and they can definitely run some actions to try and exploit how the Lakers were guarding Murray by emptying out the corner, opening one side of the floor, slips from the ball screens, pin downs in transition, dribble handoffs. There's many counters that they could have thrown out there. But they did a little bit at times, but the Lakers' defense was really good throughout the game at taking away these spots and actions that were most efficient for the Nuggets, especially with Jamal Murray involved. One of the biggest plays of the quarter came from Alex Cruz as he drew a charge on Jokic, which led to his third foul and sent him to the bench. The Lakers were able to take the lead into half 61-51 behind LeBron's relentless attack on the rim on his way to 16 points. Now let's move into the second half. The Lakers started the third on a 9-5 run to push their lead to 70-56. They were getting whatever looks they wanted against Denver's defense and were shooting very well. Offense had run mostly through LeBron, who was scoring if no one helped and making the right pass when it did. Next season, I think, whenever that may be for Michael Porter, we'll we will really see him start to really gel with his offense, especially with Jokic, with his ability to cut and Jokic's passing ability, as they usually connect at least once a game, if not once a quarter, on that those type of actions. I'm not sure how you run a LeBron Dwight ball screen against a defense that we were seeing Denver play in the series and expected to do very much with how much they're packing the paint. And up until Davis hit a three with one second, 
left to make it 87-84. Denver was able to erase a 13-point lead in the final four minutes and 42 seconds to tie the game at 84. And you can blame this on a series of stagnant offensive possessions by the Lakers as well as the turnovers from some of those possessions as well. And Denver made it a priority to get to the free throw line to score with the clock stopped. Going into the fourth quarter, the Nuggets made continued their run to get back in the game after a flagrant foul from Dwight Howard, which I believe was a terrible call in the first place. He was boxing out, made contact with Millsap, but it was just a good, hard basketball play. Terrible foul call by the refs. But as LeBron started to get going in the fourth quarter, Anthony Davis reached into his three-point shooting bag and hit a three from the top of the key to put the Lakers up by 10 points in the late stages of the fourth quarter. And when he's doing that, the Lakers are just really, really tough to beat. The Lakers were able to respond to every run that Denver threw at them. And Denver was leaving it out there in this game five. But LeBron had a different idea. And you could tell that he was really trying to end this series in the fourth quarter and get to the finals. And now after 10 years, the Lakers are finally going back to the finals as they won 117 to 107 as LeBron hit four shots in a row to put them up by double digits and seal the game. Now LeBron has been to the finals in nine of the last 10 years. You should just take a second and appreciate his greatness, his willingness to be excellent throughout his career. And just take a second about the thinking about their defensive run as a team in the playoffs, executing game plans to battle Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, going against Harden and Westbrook in the small ball Rockets, and now facing Jamal Murray and Jokic. This run should not go under the radar and not, should not be overlooked. And that wraps it up for this episode of the Back em Down podcast. We now have one side of the NBA Finals Determined as the Los Angeles Lakers will be waiting to see who their opponent is going to be as we have Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight where the Heat will look to try to close out the series and advance to the NBA Finals. Or Boston will try to extend this to a Game 7 and solidify their spot in the NBA Finals as well. Going to be a very competitive game with a lot of emotion. Hopefully the Heat can see an uptick in their three-point shooting as it has fallen off quite a bit in this series throughout each game. But for the time being, the Lakers will get to rest and start preparing for either one of those Eastern Conference opponents. It's going to be very compelling to see what Boston tries to do early in the game against the Heat to force a Game 7 or if Miami is going to be able to shut things down tonight. I will be tuned in. But I hope everyone enjoys their Sunday, gets to watch the game tonight, and I hope you all come back for the next episode of the Back Em Down podcast. Take care.